Welcome to the Paralegal Voice, where you hear the latest issues and trends in the world of paralegals and legal assistance by one of the best-known paralegals in the industry, Vicki Voisin. A paralegal for more than 20 years, Vicki is dedicated to helping legal professionals reach their goals. You're listening to Legal Talk Network. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Paralegal Voice here on Legal Talk Network. I'm Vicki Voison, the Paralegal Mentor and host of the Paralegal Voice. I'm an ALA Advanced Certified Paralegal. I publish a weekly e-newsletter titled Paralegal Strategies, and I'm also the co-author of The Professional Paralegal, A Guide to Finding a Job and Career Success. You'll find more information at paralegalmentor.com. My guest today is Virginia Corselman Newman Esquire, someone who's been a longtime friend of mine, so uh, she said that I can call her Jenny today. So welcome, Jenny. Thank you, Vicki. It's an honor to be here. Well, I'm so pleased you could join us. Before we begin, our sponsors should be recognized and thanked, and that would be NALA, a professional association for paralegals, providing continuing education and also professional certification programs for paralegals at NALA.org. NALA is a force in the promotion and advancement of the paralegal profession, and also I'm really pleased that NALA has been a sponsor of the Paralegal Voice since our very first show. I'm grateful for that. Our other sponsor is ServeNow, a nationwide network of trusted, pre-screened process servers. When you are looking for a process server, you should work with the most professional process servers who have experience with high-volume serves, who embrace technology, and also understand the litigation process. Visit servenow.com to learn more. The goal of the Paralegal Voice is to discuss a wide range of topics that are important to the paralegal industry and also to share with you leading trends, significant developments, and resources that you're going to find very helpful in your career and also your everyday job. Guests are usually included to help explore timely topics, and for that reason, I've invited Jenny Corselman to join me today. But before we get started, I have to tell you a bit about her. I have to tell you the list is long. Virginia Corselman Newman Esquire practiced for many years in banking and commercial litigation in Omaha, Nebraska, before she attempted, as she says, to retire in South Carolina. And I have to tell you, uh, attempted is the right word. I think that uh, paralegals just won't let Jenny retire. We still need her. She's a graduate of the Creighton University School of Law. Before law school, Jenny worked as a paralegal for a number of years and was the first CLA in the state of Nebraska. She was a professor in and the director of the paralegal program at Metropolitan Community College in Omaha from 1987 to 2008. Virginia is the author of the Certified Paralegal Review Manual, First Edition, and created the original CLACP Study Guide. Both of those are published by Cengage Publishing Company. She's a frequent speaker at seminars and workshops. She's authored, co-authored, and edited several other paralegal texts, study guides, and instructor manuals. Virginia developed the content and is the principal author of the courses at www.nalacampus.com. 
Bloomberg.com. She teaches communications, legal research, estates, and legal analysis for Nala Campus Live. As a regular columnist for Facts and Findings, she served on the NALA Advanced Paralegal Certifying Board since its inception and on the NALA Certifying Board for many years. Virginia was a consultant to the board from 1995 to 2012. She was a longtime faculty member for the CLACP short course, and most recently, she partnered with NALA to create digital practice exams for CP candidates. She has spent the last 40, and yes, I said 40, uh, she started young, years working as, with, and for paralegals. She continues to teach and write about paralegal topics at VKN Law Publications and at VirginiaCurselman.com. And her last name is spelled K-O-E-R. S-E-L-M-A-N, VirginiaCorselman.com. And so, Jenny, after I've gotten through that, I am still delighted to have you with me today. This is going to be fun. Thank you. I think so, too. Well, that's a really impressive bio. And uh, I'm going to thank you up front for all you've done for paralegals and all you've done to promote the paralegal profession. And when... Charles E. Diaz-Smith and I co-authored The Paralegal Professional. We value your contributions to this career field so much that we dedicated the book to you, and we referred to you as the mentor extraordinaire to paralegals worldwide, and I tell you, that fits. Well, that was so nice, and what a surprise. Um, It means all the more to me uh, because you and Charles Lee always have worked so hard uh, to be sure that this that excellence was um, pursued in the development of this career field. Well, thank you. Uh, yeah, Charlesy is amazing, also. Um, and what what's interesting about Charlesy is that she started out as a a paralegal and went on to get her doctorate in technical writing. So using her paralegal skills in a in a different way. But that brings us to paralegal writing skills. Um, you know, you've spent a lot of years teaching and writing for paralegals, so I'm wondering what you've found to be the biggest challenge or challenges for students in a paralegal program. Well, I certainly don't have to think about that one. Um, it clearly is uh, writing skills. They have a great deal of uh, trouble um, rising to the level that's necessary for this, this field. Why is that? I don't have any um, studies, but I think in uh, talking to them and working with them that um, they just don't get the basics or enough of the basics um, in elementary school and um, secondary schools. Uh, They either have um, low expectations um, are set for them, um, or uh, in some instances it appears that they haven't learned very much at all. Well, sometimes schools let uh, students kind of you know, skip on by, and, and I, I think sometimes students are able to fool the teachers about how much they, they really do know. But I'm positive that teaching methods have changed since, I, I know since I was in elementary school, uh, you know, we had phonics, and, and there was lots of emphasis on spelling and memorization, and of course, the part that I really, I hate to admit this, but I loved diagramming sentences and things like that. But, it, but when my daughter reached that level, she was told to just write. 
you know, and it didn't matter how it was spelled or how she put together the sentences. It was to, to just write to get them going. And I don't know that that's really a good thing. Well, I don't think it is. Um, just writing uh, causes a person to meander, uh, not have a plan for what it is that they want to say. And um, it, it's very difficult then to uh, get something on paper that can be interpreted the way the writer meant for it to be interpreted. Um, I, I have to think of, I think about Mark Twain. Um, I think it was he who said that if I had more time, I would have written a shorter letter. And that really says it all um, because of the meandering that, that occurs. And I, I've done the same thing myself. Um, I just start writing. Uh, it's, you know, let the uh, free flow of information come out of my head, if it will, um, and then go back later and pull from it uh, those things that I, that I think I can use. Uh, but that's not, a, that's not acceptable as a writing style. Uh, we still have to put it within the framework that's required um, in, a, in a law office, uh, and that's pretty, a pretty high bar uh, to meet. Um, it's kind of like um, trying to build a house without a good foundation or uh, a solid frame that's in square uh, so that uh, whatever we put on the house uh, is going to fall right down if we don't have the underpinnings uh, that, it's ne- that are necessary. I agree because um, I, I was going to say, I think you were going to tell me also about uh, how much uh, written communications are required in the law office. Oh, oh yes, absolutely. Um, honestly, uh, this, is, this is a profession that relies so heavily on communication, both verbal and written, uh, so that writing is essential. Um, it's a basic for both for lawyers as well as for paralegals and legal secretaries. Um, we have to be able to uh, write a simple declarative sentence uh, and do it correctly. Otherwise, um, it will be a problem. And it's such a problem that uh, the rest of the law firm is not going to tolerate um, poor writing skills for very long. Uh, and one thing I wanted to ask you is that I have run into, in my paralegal career, attorneys who had poor writing skills. It was okay for them because we were expected to uh, to make them look good. Either they were poor spellers, um, couldn't, I had one years and years and years ago, whom I will not identify, but he almost couldn't write a complete sentence. And so we had to always polish his work. Some of them don't appreciate that and don't believe you when you tell them that, you know, what they've done is not right. Some of them love it. But that's another reason, isn't it, that we need to have those good writing skills, even though we're not the attorney. Absolutely. I've always um, believed, because I've, this has been true for myself, um, that if, you, if I'm able to write well, um, so that I can um, put things together in in a proper manner. Those things, that the thoughts that a lawyer has um, and puts on paper, then I can cl- clean it up, as it were, uh, to make it sound uh, more tightly written, uh, a little more concise. Uh, try a different word that's more precise. Um, if you can, if I can do that for a lawyer, I'm worth my weight in gold, and that's a lot of gold, let me tell you. Right. So, and I think that's still true uh, for, for everyone, uh, paralegals, 
um, and all of those who supervise them um, must um, uh, benefit uh, from what the paralegal does. Otherwise, why would she be there? Uh, so, and writing is critical. Um, I have to tell you that the difference in law school between an A student and a C student is their writing ability. Uh, it's not not, you know, the journalism majors who do well. It's the English major, majors and the writers. And that is true for paralegals as well. Interesting. I have another question for you, and maybe this is uh, kind of off the wall. How has technology impacted on our writing skills? Well, it hasn't helped them. <laughs> That's <Right>. for sure. <laughs> um, it's, I mean, there's a lot of, there are lots of good things about technology. It's so nice to be able to send emails, uh, to attach files and send it by emails instead of sending everything by FedEx the way we used to. But, uh, the problem with it is that we are, we get sloppier and sloppier about the way we write. Uh, we're not, uh, concise in the things that we say. In other words, we, we don't plan as well. Uh, we don't give it as much thought. And I know that, um, brevity uh, will be more and more of an issue as, as technology advances. But with that brevity, uh, we still need to make sure that our subjects and verbs agree and that we spell correctly and that we punctuate correctly. Um, I, we had a case in Omaha where uh, there was a comma misplaced in a sentence, and it, there was a $100,000 lawsuit filed over it uh, because wow. it changed the meaning entirely. And through all the drafting, somehow um, it got changed and then missed so that it, it was a huge problem. So e- even punctuation uh, can make all the difference in the world. Well, as for sloppier, I think the problem is is that we don't um, uh, always proofread as well as we should. And um, then I was going to tell you that for this changing this, the lack of the comma or the comma was in the wrong place or whatever, that's why I always say to please have your work reviewed by the attorney, which they're supposed to do. I mean, that's an ethical duty by, of the attorney because they tend to trust the uh, experienced paralegal to get everything right. And we, we don't always. Not everybody gets everything right. So at least two people are looking at it, I hope, and maybe um, it, it is important. And I think that something needs to be done. I'll tell you what, Jenny, we're going to take a short break right now for a word from our sponsor. NALA, the Association of Legal Assistants, Paralegals, and ServeNow, a nationwide network of trusted pre-screened process servers. And when we come back, we're going to continue our discussion with Virginia Corselman Newman, Esquire. NALA means professional. NALA offers classroom and web-based continuing education and professional development for all paralegals. And NALA's certified paralegal credential has been a gold standard of professionalism for over 30 years. More than 15,000 paralegals have this certification, and nearly 2,000 have achieved the demanding advanced certified paralegal. NALA works actively with others in the legal field to promote the value of paralegals and to advance paralegal professionalism. See more about why NALA means professional at www.nala.org. 
Looking for a process server you can trust? ServeNow.com is a nationwide network of local pre-screened process servers. ServeNow works with the most professional process servers in the industry. Connecting your firm with process servers who embrace technology, have experience with high-volume serves, and understand the litigation process and rules of properly effectuating service. Find a pre-screened process server today. Visit www.servenow.com. Welcome back to the Paralegal Voice. I'm Vicki Voison, and my guest today is Virginia Corselman Newman Esquire, whom I call Jenny. Jenny and I are discussing the importance of good writing skills for paralegals, both when they're in school and also when they're on the job. But uh, Jenny... If they have issues with their writing skills, how can they improve or or even learn the basic skills in the first place? Well, of course, it depends on how many issues they're having, but it's always a good idea to uh, be assessed, and most colleges will uh, do that assessment for you. Uh, But uh, if it's necessary, uh, take a class, even a developmental class. It's better to get it right now uh, than to stumble along for half of your career. Um, And if necessary, take another class. Um, You can take them in a traditional classroom. Uh, You can take them online. Uh, Just be sure that the emphasis of the class will be um, structure of uh, writing, grammar, punctuation, and that sort of thing, rather than some creative writing course that's included in an English program. Uh, Because we have to uh, focus on structure. And um, the vocabulary and such will, will come, but if the structure isn't right, it doesn't matter how many fancy words you know. Um, so classes are very helpful. Um, we can get a uh, style book um, that, that to use, and honestly, um, the very best one for uh, law firms would be uh, Strunk and White. Um, there's two different names, uh, and the title of the book is Elements of Style. Um, I love this book. In fact, I have used it for so long and so much that the pages of my personal book have fallen out of the binding, and I'm very careful with it because I've got notes on there, highlighted. I mean, I have. Uh, it has seen uh, many days of use. I have to tell like you, Je- Jenny. I want to tell you, interrupt yes. for just a minute, and tell you that I used that book when I studied for the CLA exam about 30 years ago. I still have it, Mm -hmm. and I still refer to it. It's a great book, and I think it's something that should be in everybody's uh, reference library. But go ahead. I'm sorry I interrupted you. No, that's fine. I agree. Um, uh, The reason that that it's so good and that people like it, it's been around since the early 1900s, and the rules themselves and many of the examples have not changed. It was written by a college professor who was tired of students who couldn't write, and so he put this little, the little book together, and it's uh, very succinct. Um, it's easy to read and easy to apply his rules, um, and so I, I just, I mean, I love it, and I still, to this day, uh, go back and double-check in Strunk, and whatever he says, um, I'll go with that. Um, also, uh, we want to uh, find ways to practice, practice, practice. Uh, I don't know of any skill that doesn't improve with practice. Uh, and so we want to do that, uh, you know, as well as just reading things. Um, get a uh, textbook, 
that has exercises and answers in them. You, we can get those from the public library. You can check them out. Or places like Cheap Books um, or other used booksellers um, and use those books to help us improve um, and take from them. Um, my rule is it, everything is fine as long as it doesn't disagree with the elements of style. <laughs> and that okay. I make that the Bible in my classroom, and I know that the certifying board uh, for the CP exam does the same thing. Get, use workbooks, study guides, uh, whatever you can uh, find. We're, we'll give you exercises and questions to answer. We all like quizzes and so forth. Um, if you want to, uh, this is really helpful. I did this for a while, is to work with a friend um, if you think that you might need some support to uh, encourage you to follow through to the end of a book uh, and rather than put it up on a shelf and never get back to it. Uh, so you can do that. Um, um, don't rely on grammar check. Um, I have found errors. <laughs> Microsoft doesn't care about that, I guess. I wrote to them and they said, thank you for your letter. <laughs> right. And nothing came of it. <laughs> you, can't, you can't rely but, on spell check either, can you? No, absolutely not. Um, because they're just spelling a word. You don't know if it's the correct spelling for this context. That's right. So you really have to be... You have to be someone who can say, no, that's wrong, and go to a dictionary and look it up yourself. Or to your style book if we're talking about uh, grammar and punctuation. Uh, one thing that I do um, is to read uh, magazines and newspapers uh, with the idea that I'm going to correct their punctuation and grammar and so forth. And you'd be amazed how... Um, lackadaisical they are about the way things are put together. I know it's a speed process, but they could do a lot better job than they do. And I have to tell you that it's always helped me uh, to be able to find errors that they made. Uh, it not only improves the strength of, of my knowledge, but it also helps me feel a little vindicated uh, that, that I could catch it. Um, so I still read newspapers and magazines with that idea in mind. Um, you can keep a journal. I used to be very good about that. I'm not so much anymore. Um, but keeping a daily journal um, and writing, just writing, um, just writing sentences uh, will help you. And read. You must read uh, good books, not People magazine. Uh, read books where, that are written by famous authors, you know, like Hath, uh, Hemingway, um, uh, Thoreau, uh, Emerson, that sort of thing. And, and look at their writing style. And I... I honestly believe that as you're reading this, your writing style will improve. Not that you're copying them, but you have your own style that will begin to come through as you read um, really good writing. So that's, that's a, a key thing to keep in mind. And reading is fun um, if you're you know, doing it just for pleasure or use it this way. Um, find a writing mentor uh, who will help you if you get stuck. Um, nobody knows everything, not me, not anyone. Um, and so I, I do mentor uh, some people, not for long, because they, they finally, they're able to get it themselves, and they don't need me anymore except for uh, pleasure conversations. But um, if you need a mentor, uh, find one who's good at doing uh, the sort of thing that you, the kind of writing that you want to cultivate for yourself. And uh, let them help you. Most of them are very glad to do that. Um, certainly, I, I'm uh, 
Vicky's very good at writing. So, you know, there's, there are just all sorts of people out there. And um, if, if the mentor doesn't have time, I'm sure they could s- suggest someone else uh, who would be happy to do it. I mean, it's a great aid uh, for those of us who, are, who need uh, support, and we all need that, don't we? We so sure I, do. I recommend that. <laughs> well, I want to also add that the colleges have tutors for people who need help like this. So um, if, they, if they can't find a mentor to lead on, they should at least uh, look at a tutor. And they may have to spend some money on it, but it is so worth it to, uh, to learn the skill. Another thing that I have found is that some people have trouble just getting started when they're going to write. Say they have a, uh, maybe they're writing the brief, uh, a draft of a brief for the attorney and they just don't know where to start. And um, what do you suggest they do for that? When I get stuck, um, if it's a brief, I would go back and read the, the uh, facts uh, that we want, that our, our side of the case wants to bring out, uh, as well as the facts that the other side doesn't want to be brought out um, and look at what they intend to do. Um, and then what points do we need to make? And you don't need to uh, list them in any particular order at, at, at this stage, uh, but just li- write them all down. Uh, what, do, what do we need to convince the court about in order to prevail in this lawsuit? And um, if you've been the paralegal on the case right along, uh, that should be something that you've worked with over and over. So if you can get something on the page, uh, then other things start coming. They just do. Um, I almost chain myself to the chair. Um, I bring my snacks to the desk, uh, a drink to the desk, so that I have no excuse uh, for having to up and go do something, go get something. Um, and the phone is off limits. Um, just deal with what you're doing, um, and it will come. Um, then... You can prioritize those points. You know, what, are, what is important? What is the most important point that should be at the beginning somewhere? And don't, don't wait for it till the end um, because by that time the judge may be tired of reading. And so you will make your strongest argument first. Um, and you, you would be amazed if you can just get started. Um, you know, write maybe a stream of consciousness if you can't do anything else. Um, what, what it strikes you about the case, just write it all down, write it all down, and then go back and start picking up the important points. Uh, but the important points are what you need to get to. And then you can um, elaborate on those points as much as you need to uh, for uh, purposes of the brief or any other writing. It doesn't have to be a brief. I do the same thing when I write an article. Um, or uh, a book. I've got an outline for the book, uh, the CP Review Manual. I know what I have to write about, so that makes it somewhat easier. But you know, too, if you're, if you're writing an article, what points you want to make or need to make, um, and then go from there. That's right. Well, I have to say that I've always preached in any time management thing that I teach is that we're, the, we're our worst interrupters. We're our worst enemy because we don't get, the, get those things at our desk, that all the materials we need and so forth, and we're always jumping up and down and going for coffee or whatever. And, um, you know, if we gather everything together right at the, at the beginning, and I always set a timer for at least 15 minutes. I say, I'm going to do this for 15 minutes. I'm not doing anything else. And usually when the timer goes off, I'll continue. But uh, And then I have permission to stop also. So th- those are two good things that I like. 
Well, Jenny, I'm going to um, ask you now, uh, when a paralegal applies for a job, how do they demonstrate that they've mastered this writing skill uh, so that, you know, the attorney knows that they're getting somebody who can, can do what needs to be done? Well, the first thing, of course, is the resume um, the, the, and the cover letter for the resume. The cover letter for the resume is the very first thing that the lawyer is going to see or the hiring uh, person within the firm will see. So be sure uh, that it's not too long um, and that it, um, everything is spelled correctly, punctuated correctly, um, and that we don't have long run-on sentences, that kind of thing. So uh, do the same um, we call uh, damage control with the, with the uh, cover letter uh, that you would do with the resume because those are the two things that certainly uh, will be reviewed by whoever is doing the hiring. And if, if, if there's a mistake or a misspelled word or a word used incorrectly, um, you're done. Uh, so it pays to go back and check it, uh, double-check it, triple-check it if you need to, have someone else check it, um, maybe a, a, a second person check it after, rather than just one. Whatever it takes uh, to get it uh, the way you want it to be and the best that it can be. Um, if you if you are a person who still has uh, ties with the college where you uh, had your paralegal training, uh, go there. Uh, instructors there will help you. If you know lawyers, they will help you. Um, so. I, you know, I have not. Um, I don't feel that I have to do everything myself. I rely a lot on other people to give me feedback, and I, I uh, really strongly uh, recommend uh, that you enlist other people as well. It's a it's a great uh, asset. Secondly, um, as far as other writing samples, um, if you've recently graduated uh, from a paralegal training program, um, the work that you did while you were there. Uh, certainly can be included as part of your writing portfolio. Sometimes they want you to send things um, when you first apply. Sometimes they don't want you to bring anything until uh, interviews are scheduled. But whatever it is, make sure that your portfolio contains your best work. And um, honestly, I would say, and I've told students this and I, I still believe it, if you have student work where you received a mid-B or higher grade, um, don't change it. I mean, I would submit that um, as, as it is so that they can see the grade, uh, see the corrections that were made. I've had lawyers say, well, they were pretty tough about this. I don't, I don't think that's really necessary. So that you actually get uh, points for having a, a decent grade on your, on your materials. If the grade wasn't so hot, then go back and make the corrections before submitting it, of course. Uh, but because it's corrected, because it now has no mistakes, it also will be considered favorably. Um, you know, uh, that's, that's one of the things that I would say. If you are working and haven't been, you know, to school in recent years, uh, you can use writing samples um, possibly from your own workplace. Um, but the caveat here is make sure uh, that your firm will give permission for you to do that because it is ultimately their work, not yours. Uh, because it gets incorporated. Blackout or redact all client information, all names, addresses, phone numbers, things like that um, that are uh, in the material that you're going to be using um, and make sure that 
um, you uh, um, go through and, and do that before it's ever uh, submitted. If the firm doesn't want you to use something like that, uh, then you surely can uh, have done gone to seminars things and that sort of thing where you or maybe taken a class uh, to prepare for the uh, CP exam. If you have written work there um, that you're proud of, use that. You find you know find things in your in your background that you are able to pull from in order to get a well-rounded uh, portfolio. Even case briefs can work. My goodness, Jenny, I think we've covered just about everything that a paralegal should do, can do, to improve their writing skills. I'm I'm just. I'm I'm very excited about the information that they've gotten today. But if any of our listeners want to get in touch with you, how would they do that? Well, you can reach me at um, my email, at, at, you know, personal email, which is vcorselman, K-O-E-R-S-E-L-M-A-N, at wildblue, all one word, dot net. Or um, you can uh, also reach me at virginiacorselman.com. Um, that's a website where I'm trying to work on. It's a work in progress for the last year um, for writing and developing writing skills. Jenny, every website is a work in progress. <laughs> when I when I look at mine, I think, oh my goodness, I need to get to work on this. And then other things kind of get in the way. So um, I, I really appreciate you uh, joining me today. Um, I think your points about improving writing skills have been just excellent. They're so they're so valuable. And I'm going to ask you, will I see you at the NALA convention in Tulsa in July? You certainly will. Uh, I've been asked to uh, teach the Essential Skills Institute there, um, and the topics that will be covered include uh, written communications. It also includes um, judgment and legal analysis, including the uh, essay portion of the CP exam, which gives everyone trouble, so I hope we can make that easier for you, and um, legal research. Terrific. And I forgot, I'm going to be at the NALA convention and doing a member exchange, and it's going to be speed mentoring, uh, which is uh, supposed to be, or will be, a lot of fun. I'm doing that with Vicki Coons, and so you know it's got to be fun, right? Absolutely. Make sure that you're not uh, uh, conflicted with one of my sessions, because I want to attend. Okay. Okay, that's a deal. So, Jenny, uh, thanks again for joining me. We're going to take another short break, but don't go away because when I come back, I'll have news and career tips for you. We're glad you're listening to Legal Talk Network. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn, too. Welcome back to the Paralegal Voice. I hope you enjoyed my guest, Virginia Corselman uh, Esquire. Uh, she's just a wonderful person. I just told someone she's the best thing since sliced bread for paralegals. So uh, we will not let her retire. Now, my practice tip tip for today has a little bit, pretends a little bit to what uh, Jenny just told us. Um, the Strunk and White manual is excellent. You should all have that uh, for 
your reference. It doesn't do any good just to check it out of the library. You need that for constant, uh, constant reference. Uh, so I encourage you to invest in some products that will help you uh, create the skills that you need. Also, be sure that you read the State Bar Journal if it comes across your desk. Uh, Lawyers Weekly is another great uh, one to read. Uh, blogs are great. Uh, I, I find that many bloggers um, pride themselves on being able to write quickly, and so they put out a lot of material. Uh, when I do my blog, which I haven't done in a while, I um, I have to really think about it and correct it and all that kind of stuff. So I'm much slower. But read them. You'll see uh, how they write and so forth. And remember that they're writing for a different audience, which also brings up this. When I I spoke with uh, attorney Kevin DeBose in September, I believe, uh, he was a guest on the show. And we focused then about writing for the way people read today. So you might want to go back and listen to that, too. Another uh, excellent guest that we've had. So that's about all the time we have today for the Paralegal Voice. Uh, If you have any questions about today's show, please email them to me at vicki at paralegalmentor.com. Vicki is spelled V-I-C-K-I. Also, don't forget to check out uh, my website, uh, paralegalmentor.com, where things have been designed to help you move your career in the right direction, which I always say is forward. So uh, this is Vicki Voison thanking you for listening to the Paralegal Voice and reminding you to make your Paralegal Voice heard. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Thanks for listening to The Paralegal Voice, produced by the broadcast professionals at Legal Talk Network. Join Vicki Voison for her next podcast on issues and trends affecting paralegals and legal assistants. Subscribe to the RSS feed on LegalTalkNetwork.com or in iTunes. The Lunch Hour Legal Marketing Podcast, your resource for the tips and tactical advice you need to grow your business. Plus, keep up with the news and commentary you crave to stay one step ahead. It's hosted by me, Guy Sakalakis. And me, Conrad Som. Every other week, we break down the issues holding back your marketing strategy and talk about the changes you need to be prepared for. Check out the Lunch Hour Legal Marketing Podcast wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube.